This week on Inside Motorsport, we continue our look around Australia's motorsport club scene. And we return to the National Capital, where we speak to Murray Johnson from the National Capital Motorsport Club. I hope you stay with us. Well, Murray Johnson, you've been Vice President and just about every other job in between for the National Capital Motorsport Club, operating the ACT Speedway in the nation's capital. And Murray, it must have been an interesting challenge for a club like the National Capital Motorsport Club when at the time you had just down the road the Canberra Speedway and over the border you had the Tralee Speedway. Yes, and Craig, uh, good evening, good evening everyone. Yes, early in, in the early days, there was, you know, obviously Trailer Speedway was the, the big place in town and then you had the um, the little speedway down on the corner there on Sutton Road, the 500, when 500s were huge in this area way back in the day. And um, and then obviously, yeah, you had um, the, the, um, the National Capital Motorsports Club up here in the forest is where, where we were. But up next to the Air Disaster Memorial, one of the spookier places in the National Capital. <laughs> and that's, that's right, it is up in there and... Um, um, a quick story about that is we get a lot of people that they end up at the speedway in all times of the night in the morning thinking they're going up to the airport disaster, you know, um, spooky sight when they end up in the speedway and some of them people have caused damage over the years but, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing that people get lost and head up the wrong track. At this point in time in 2022, how is the club and how's the relationship between the National Motorsport Club and the ACT Speedway. Is that the only motorsport that the club promotes? Yeah, there definitely is, yeah. We're, the, we're, we're actually, you know, we're the National Capital Motorsports Club and, and we trade, you know, we run the ACT Speedway, you know, and that's um, that's enough, I can, I can assure you. Um, but, yeah, no, no the, the, the club the club is um, going along. We'd always certainly love to have more members and, and you know, more volunteer, we are volunteer-based um, organisations. So, yeah, yeah, it certainly would be would be great to have more people involved. But um, it's, it's it's going along quite well. You know, we're just one step forward, sort of two step backs in some respects, but, no, we're going along well. The track started under the auspices of the Speedway Board and more recently you've moved up into becoming an a, uh, into a Speedway Australia circuit. What has been some of the differences between being a board track and now a, a fully licensed Speedway Australia circuit? Yeah, certainly, you know, back in the early days when it was board, um, you know, that was board was, I think, really when I got involved, which is about, you know, 20 years ago um, in the venue, um, board back in those days was starting to 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 wane a bit um so we just really progressed and just you know went on board with speedway australia um obviously in the development of what we've done up there and you know like when we first got involved a lot of us it was at the time steve johnson was the the club president and the middle of the mover and the shaker back in the day um you know we started off with the old virtually a short circuit track down on the side of the hill and, and the amount of work that we did was incredible. So we, we sort of got on board with, with Speedway Australia and, and through, we you know, we modelled ourselves on their regulations, what we had to do, the track to get to certain standards and that took us a long time but that was probably, the, you know, it was just a natural progression to go from the board because the board started to, um, like I said, wane and, um, and we just sort of, um, you know, rolled over and went with Speedway Australia. That predicated a, a number of major changes in the track can you talk about how the club, a very small club, has been able to move from tyre walls and sometimes even no fence to now the facility which is fully fenced, catch fenced and lit for night racing? Yeah, I can, you know, like a lot of clubs around Australia and it's probably some similar story, but we are volunteer based and I always sort of really, you know, I'm strong on that you know, letting people know that because it's all been done with volunteers. And we, you know, when we sort of, a lot of us got on board there back, 
back, you know, in that time. And with a lot of the previous members as well, like, you know, blokes like Doc Barry and, and different ones that have been in it forever. Um, you know, we, we did a deal with a local contractor. This is the short story. And, you know, they um, were doing a, a, a development site just up the road and they brought in tons and thousands of tons of soil. And um, the trade-off was is they built us a track. Um, and so we, we, we got that step done and, and you know, we, we did that in, you know, like an off-season. And then the next thing was we um, we needed a wall. So back in the day, they just um, had been running the V8 supercar here, the, the um, GMC 400. And um, they, you know, that was abandoned and, they you know, they got rid of that, the ACT government. So it was all them barriers were sitting around. They used around the perimeter of the track. So we actually started off by, you know, renting them off um off, then it was off the government, but some department, I think, of some backdoor way is how we got them, and and that's how we started. Then we ended up, we, we got the wall, and um, and then it was progression of you know building a fence and building a catch fence, and and we just went one step at a time, and you know as we you know we did raffles, we did all that sort of thing, you know it was all volunteer work, and we had you know people like um, great Speedway identity Harry Delamont from Young, Mad Harry there, he um, he you know gifted us and donated all the, the wire cabling around the track which was a massive, massive help for us at the time because that way we were able to get accreditation to, um, you know, to be, I, I mean, back in those days we were three-star rated track and, you know, that was different levels we had to meet. And, um, yeah, it was through all those endeavours from people like that that helped us along the way and it was incremental of how we just did one thing after another after another and, and that's how it, um, how it all came about to where we are today. People who have been to speedways all over the country and indeed all over the world the first thing they do notice when they come to the ACT Speedway is, is unique. It's the only uh, certainly high-level speedway I've been to that has a downhill and an uphill on it. Yeah, we have, we are a little bit unique in that. We're not probably – there's a few in the country like this, like Simpson Speedway in Victoria is very similar to our track, as is Bairnsdale is simply uh, similar as well. But, yeah, ours is uh, – we are on the side of a hill and, and we would dearly love to mate it you know, a, a, a flat track, so to speak, but um, that was never going to happen with the amount, you know, with the location where we are on the side of the hill and the amount of dirt we would have had to bring in. Um, yeah, the EPA in Canberra, even we have a great relationship with the EPA, but they, they um, you know, there's only a limited amount you're allowed to do, I can assure you. The track now has got a number of events a year. How has the club gone about choosing what divisions and how do you decide who you're catering for in the uh, divisions you pick and the way the clubs run? Well, um, firstly, I, I might just go back a little step and just sort of how we, we run the venue and, and the, what we're allowed to do at the venue. Is, and we're, we're under very strict guidelines, Craig, with, um, with, with the EPA and, and the ACT government. Um, you know, we are in... ACT obviously, and we are only allowed to run between um, daylight saving months from October through to April. Um, with the noise credit, which I won't even explain how the noise credit system works up there, what we're allowed to do, but basically um, we're, we're, we're only allowed to run about five, possibly six meetings a year. Um, that's all we can run. So um, getting you know divisions um, for, for the five to six meetings a year, you know, at the moment, to be perfectly honest with you, and a lot of the tracks in New South Wales will agree with the, at, with me at this point in time. Obviously, the new track in, in Sydney um, is a greater venue. It is 
is um, is making it a bit difficult for some of the, the country tracks. I'm, I'm, you know, I think that's just going to be a short-term thing because I think, you know, Sydney will go well and hopefully it will bolster Speedway within the country and in sorry in, in New South Wales and then you know that will will we'll benefit from that. But at the minute, short-term wise, um, yeah, getting divisions we you know started off with because what we limit we were limited around to run. Sorry, we um, you know we were very sedan based. Um, now, as we've you know, matured as a track and matured as a club, you know we are running. Um, you know we we, we you know we want to invite the late models. We have you know, love to have them guys here. We've had uh, um, you know some had super sedans over the years. Um, we've um, you know we've had wingless have been a great division to have. We you know compact speed cars and and we did step up this year and actually the last couple of years but we've just had such a torrid time with COVID and weather and the weather um we were we, we were up to sort of the level of running a speed car event so um yeah that's where incrementally again we're just getting up to those um to that level of, of running of those divisions for people who do want to get involved in motorsport what age ranges can run at the act speedway yeah both the junior sedans and even the junior formula 500s now you know you get kids into those divisions from 12 I'm sure it is yeah 12 12 and then they can run up through their um their, their 17th or 16th year 17th birthday just about and um so yeah they, and like I say the junior 500 divisions is is a great division because you know obviously you can get a car and you can you can keep that car and progress into the senior ranks as you can in the juniors as well because I think one of the one of the great divisions I'd love to see kick off and go better is, uh, you know, obviously junior sedans, but they can progress into the four-cylinder divisions. And, and um, I just can't for the life of me believe that the four-cylinder division hasn't kicked off small, you know, stronger than what it sh- you know, should be down in this region, but um, in, in southern New South Wales. But, uh, um, yeah, no, that's, they can make junior divisions are catered for really well. We'll continue our chat with Murray Johnson on next week's Inside Motorsport. Until then, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.